BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Is this my podcast or your podcast? <laughs> it's yours. Okay. It's yours. This one's okay, yours. Okay, great. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, go. I'm going to go. This is my turn. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm absolutely production challenged. I'm here with my dear friend, Andrew, and we are trying to FaceTime, live stream, fucking record a podcast. This is, I don't know how to do any of this shit. Andrew, say hi. Hi. <laughs> is this your podcast or my podcast? We, I remember I was in college yeah. and my grandma called, my grandma Thelma, uh-huh. and I look at my roommate. I talk to my grandma. I'm not kidding for 25 minutes. And I look at my roommate. I go, is this your grandma or my grandma? <laughs> That's the way I feel right now. That's literally the way I feel. We've been. I wasn't being sarcastic. Though. It was ridiculous. No, but Anyways, we, go ahead. Sorry. We've literally tried to troubleshoot this for the last 45 minutes. So we're FaceTiming. Just to paint a picture, we're FaceTiming while he records on his end. I record on my end. My producer, Michelle, did send me easy directions on how to do this through Zoom. But I said, you know what? I live on the fucking edge. I'm not even going to look at the directions. So, Michelle, I hope this works. Yeah, and if it doesn't, you know what? We'll never record again and we'll all die of corona. So it's fine. There you go. So Andrew Collins, he's been on my podcast before. Y'all loved him. He's one of my dear friends. He's a comedian. He's on the road. Well, we're not on the Neither of us are on the road right now. So I don't even know what the fuck to promote. No. Where are you right now? Yeah. Let's do a quarantine wellness in, update. Okay, wellness update. Uh, things are looking grim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in Brooklyn, right. in Bushwick. Oh, fuck. I feel like I already got Corona like two weeks ago. But then again, I always feel like I have it. Right. Even before I even knew about the disease because I'm a hypochondriac. Right. But I feel good now. I'm back. I'm strong. I'm making a lot of content. Other than that, I have no food or no water. Right. And I've ate my roommate. <laughs> I ate my dog. But other than eating my dog, I'm Other fine. than eating my dog, uh, the I'm dog- thriving. The dog's still alive. It's still alive, mm-hmm. but I've eaten half right. the dog. So so things are good. Things are good. I got LaCroix. <laughs> Honestly, all um, you, no, I like that's all you need. You need LaCroix sorry, and like yeah. a couple yeah. nuts. You know what I mean? If you have a mixed box, <laughs> a fancy mixed salted nuts from Costco, you're going to be great. 
<laughs> that's all you need. Truly. You know, a couple cashews. Yeah, you're good to go. I mean, everyone's like, how am I going to eat? What's my diet going to be? It's like you weren't doing that well when there was no Corona. Yeah. So let's be so honest. You wolfing down a bag of Tostitos chips, not even melting the cheese on top to make nachos, like doing like dry, loose nachos. It's the same bullshit you were doing before. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed, okay? Madison. Let's stop. Let's stop pretending the quarantine is uh holding you back. You were holding you back, Madison, way before this. Way before. You, know? you chose to go to like LSU. That's on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is on you. Now, okay, Andrew, we escaped New York. Well, you're in Brooklyn though. So as, as long as you're not in Manhattan, I think you're okay. But you're in the deep, deep heart of Brooklyn in Bushwick. What's the vibe been in New York right now? Honestly, I'm like 30 minutes outside New York yeah. City, so I don't know that vibe. I have saved money not buying a subway pass, which right. is nice. You know, around where I'm at, honestly, it doesn't feel like no one feels that anxious. Like, it doesn't feel scary. Right. Delivery's still open. I'm still getting seamless. Yeah. Probably too much. That's how I'm going to go broke by getting sushi during a quarantine. Right, right, right. People seem to be generally, like, doing social distancing and quarantining their arm. The first weekend, there was, like, so many people at the park not taking it serious, and now there's no one. At, either everyone's dead or they're just really being, like, good about this. Right, right, right. So, yeah. So, I'm like, so, you know, my brother, he lives in Connecticut. He's like, come stay with me or my other brother in North Carolina or my dad. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I like living in my own filth. I like my own time management. You know, I don't, I don't want to be on anyone else's schedule, and I think I'd rather die than do that, so... Okay, well, when you what put about it you? that way. How are you doing in Atlanta? You know, I'm thriving, okay? <laughs> I would <laughs> gladly... I would gladly get up and do chores for someone in a mansion in Connecticut if it meant I got the fuck out of New York City, okay? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this on the podcast, but I will. I think Jeff and I are done with New York. I think he's kind of had that aha moment. And I think he looked at me the other day and he's like, we don't have to go back. Like, literally, he's like shook it. He's like, there's too many people. Why were we ever living with that near that many people anyways? I mean, we have 300 people in our building alone. You know, I think he's just, the wheels are spinning and him getting fresh air and standing by the river here in Georgia. Georgia, he's like, I could do this. You know what I mean? I could be a cowboy. Yeah, but what about his golf simulator? We join a country club. Our country club is <laughs> 300 feet down the street. You know? What's he going to do? Is he going to do construction there or just work with you now? I've been asking him to run my security, but I've now realized he's a liability because women will attack him because these hussies named Madison slide in his DMs, which I'm like, I will fucking find you and murder you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I'm not a jealous person. And he does. He'll look hot in a security outfit, too. Oh, he'll like, look so hot. He will look so hot in a security outfit. I don't know what Jeff does. I think it's project management, real estate development. So I think he can do it down here. So I think we're good. Okay. Look at me I drinking mean, look, iced tea. I'm, yeah. I'm drinking. I'm so Southern. I mean, that's. I'm drinking iced tea yes, with is, crushed is ice. Sweet? No, unsweet. I never drink sweet. Really? Yeah, when I was hungover in college, I would go to this place called Nukes and I get like a barbecue chicken pizza and a giant, like huge thing of sweet tea. And the sweet tea alone probably had 15,000 calories. And I didn't understand why I wasn't losing weight in college. You know what I mean? So I go to unsweet now. Yeah. No, it's probably, you know, it was, you know, it's just lack of exercise. It wasn't the sweet tea. Let's not blame the sweet tea. We never blame the sweet tea. <laughs> I, don't Come you on. dare blame the sweet tea. God damn it. Look, look, look at me uh -huh. in the eyes. Look at my FaceTime. Yeah. Don't you be damn blaming the sweet tea. Don't you damn. I would never. I'm so sorry. Y'all, God forgive me. <laughs> Lord, Lord willing in the creek, don't rise. I'm sorry. 
it is funny with like like a southern diet where you're like, yeah, I don't know if the sweet tea's girl. What? <laughs> it ain't the sweet tea. It ain't the goddamn sweet tea. It, it, and yeah. I did not. I said the Lord's name in vain. I take it back. I don't take it back. It ain't the it's goddamn definitely sweet the tea. pork rinds, but not the sweet tea. <laughs> don't you say it the sweet tea. Andrew, since I've been back in Atlanta, <laughs> I've literally had so much fucking homemade kielbasa sausage. My acid reflux, like my, my esophagus is just burning with jalapenos. It's so bad. This is so Southern of us. <laughs> I know. I can't do it. I have a game that I play. Is it heartburn or heart yeah. attack? Once mm-hmm. a month. I play it less now because like I don't, you know, not drinking as much has helped and, uh, you know, not eating sausage. Right. You know, by the by the pounds. But uh, yeah, I used to play that game a lot, and uh, and I went to the ER a few times for acid reflux. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had surgery for it when I was in high school. I had the worst case of acid reflux they've ever seen. Literally, okay, this and it's all making sense because when my mom was pregnant, they told her I wasn't going to make it, and they said that there's a test that they do. It's not like amniocentesis, but it's something where they do a test, and they're like, "Your baby is so highly acidic. We don't. She, we think she's going to have problems." And my mom, of course, went to everyone and was like, "Pray for my baby." And of course, I ended up turning out perfect. All I am is a stand-up comedian, and so literally, I'm so acidic naturally that in high school I got such bad acid reflux I had to have surgery because I got nodules on my vocal cords a la Jessica Simpson. Remember when she like choked on SNL and she blamed her nodules? I had that because of the acid reflux. So I'm just... And it ain't the sweet mm-hmm. tea though. It won't, don't don't you say dare. it was the sweet don't tea. Don't you dare. Please. Yeah. Please don't say it was the sweet tea. Don't, please. God damn it. Do not blame the sweet tea. Yeah, no. Acid reflux is scary, dude, because you'll get the same kind of symptoms. I've always been afraid, man. Choking, I'm afraid. Of, I was afraid of choking for a while. I drove to the ER choking yeah, to death. Yeah, you thought. told us that before. I have I mean, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, my life is just, yeah, yeah. But I'm good now. I'm way bit Zoloft has helped. Anyways, yeah. What no, Jeff saying? chokes a, a lot. And when I say a lot, like he's actually <laughs> physically. In the last year, he's probably really choked in front of me like five times because he Oh my yeah, God. he wolfs his food down and I've had to hop up. So I'm marrying a toddler. I have a 32-year-old toddler who eats his nuggies way too quickly. Like, that's what I'm dealing with. So we actually had to have a real heart-to-heart sit down. I said, I'm not going to let you die by 33 from fucking choking on a chicken tender. Either slow the fuck down, get your acid reflux checked out, or this is a wrap. <laughs> like, I'm not dealing with this. Wait, have you given him the Heimlich? I've, I've jumped up almost two, and then he'll go outside and he can make himself sick. Oh my God. You know what's mm-hmm. so funny is sometimes I'll like, like people like that, like they'll be choking and they'll be like, you know what? When me, maybe I get one more bite and that will <laughs> That'll push it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Or when, have you ever like eaten something too hot and you're like, oh man, I got to cool off my mouth by biting it again. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cool off this hotness with more hotness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you bite your cheek, you bite the other cheek. You're like, uh huh. If the whole mouth is raw, I'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, you got to even it out. Amen. But don't you damn blame that sweet don't tea. You don't you dare even look it in the eyes. I'm sure you're staying home sick and tired of eating the same thing over and over again. Well, honey, baby, my little angel doves, I have a surprise for you. Our friends over at Go Macro have just released their newest macro bar flavor. Get ready for a drum roll, please. It's the double chocolate peanut butter chips. Oh, baby. 
put a little chocolate and a little peanut butter all up in my taste buds. I am obsessed with their new mouthwatering flavor because it's rich in protein, okay? It's got protein-rich peanuts, fair trade vegan chocolate, creamy organic peanut butter. Ooh, that's right. I said creamy, baby. And their very own, wait for it, house-made peanut butter chips. And just when you thought it couldn't get any better, they toss in a handful of their delicious chocolate chips too. I love macro bars. Why? I told you this before. They're simple. They're high-quality ingredients. They're certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, soy-free. Honey, I'm telling you right now, your priest would approve of it. Your mother would approve of it. Your grandmother would approve of it. And even probably your parole officer would be like, you know what? Macro bars, the go macro macro bars are where it's at. Here's the thing. You can try the new double chocolate plus peanut butter chips by going to go macro, G-O-M-A-C-R-O.com and using my promo code absolutely for 30% off plus free shipping. If you want one of the best bars I've ever had in my life, seriously, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, go to go macro.com and use promo code absolutely for 30% off plus free shipping. Now back to the podcast. Okay, so you were saying earlier, you're a little bit of a hypochondriac. And the funny thing is, I think all men are as women. And Jeff and I talked about this yesterday. He he was like, well, you get a period once a month. Or he called it my condition. He's like, you have a condition once a month. So you're used to having weird medical things happen to you. So women are clearly stronger and like superior in that sense. That's why he said when men get sick, they're not used to having anything medical happen to them. So that's why they're such big pussies, pains in the asses. Describe your um, hypochondria though. So whenever I'm bleeding out my penis yeah, 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 once a yeah, month, yeah. I get a little worried because, <laughs> but you know, by the fifth month, I was like, oh, this is who I am. Now. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's pretty much. Is it because no. you're transitioning so like, um, or is it because it's just like, you know, the chlamydia that hasn't gone away that is seeping out of your penis hole? Uh, you know what? That's up to the doctors to decide. But I have, you know, I'm also, <laughs> I have the kind of hypochondria where if something's wrong, I won't go to a doctor because I'm almost more afraid to go to the doctor and find out that I was right. Yeah. And so then like, I end up living with like, you know, I don't take care of shit. So you've but had like diabetes for like six it. years and you just didn't want to check it out. You want to hear a ridiculous yeah. story? So I woke up, I went to New York, I went to a Turkish bath mm-hmm. to get a massage. Love those places. And then I also hooked up with my buddy's girlfriend, but whatever, ex-girlfriend at the time but it wasn't kosher but it was it wasn't bad okay it wasn't kosher we hook up i come back to florida to vero beach florida and my legs start itching horribly in the middle of the night okay 2 a.m every night for about a week i'm waking up and like it's my legs are itchy like above like right by my penis area and i'm like losing my mind and i think i'm like googling everything i'm on webmd i'm thinking i have diabetes i'm thinking i have like i don't know Whatever it was. Right. Crisis leg syndrome. My doctor. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm like losing my mind, like crying, like fucked up. But this is like who I am. I goes on for a month and I still don't go to the doctor. And so I finally, my dad's a doctor. (laughs) What kind of doctor is your dad? (laughs) A leg. A leg doctor. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's a cancer doctor. So if it ain't cancer, he doesn't right, want to hear right, about right. it. He's like, you you're know? being a baby back bitch. Like my, is it cancer, Andrew? No, dad. All right. Then don't right. call me anymore. Well, I need money. <laughs> um, so I end up calling my one doctor friend, whatever. So I go to, finally go to a dermatologist and I realize I look at my balls and my balls look like tails from the crib. They're gray, like weird, like gray balls. What? I don't know why my balls are gray. I'm like, am I getting older? Because I was only like 23. 
I thought I was just aging out of my balls, you know, you know, like a right. like a snake gets rid of their outer skin. So you were shedding your ball sack. I go to the doctor and the nurse is beautiful. The most beautiful woman I've ever seen right. in my life. And she goes, what's wrong? I'm not going to tell her about my fucking gray, old gray no, balls. No, absolutely not. So I just go, I got a little rash on my hands. <laughs> my hands were fine. <laughs> Doctor comes in. He goes, are you sure it's just your hands? I go, yep, yep. My hands. It's my hands. (laughs) He goes, well, it looks like you might have a little psoriasis. I was like, ew. So then I leave. I never get my balls checked out. I finally figure out that I have scabies. I'm sorry. Which sounds like scabies. It sounds like scary rabies. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's the the worst thing on earth. How do you get scabies and what do you do for it? So you put on a lotion, right? In less than 24 hours, you're completely healed. Scabies are literally bugs that crawl in your skin for a month and a half. Yeah, I know people listening right now are like throwing up and I had to live through that. And I apologize that I bring you to that. I'm just saying if your balls are gray, get it taken care of because it's very simple. Even during Corona. That's all I'm saying. So, did, so yeah, did so you end in up a going day to I was an, completely fine. Did you end up going to an uglier doctor? No, I sent my picture of my dick and my balls to my buddy that was a doctor. And he just wrote back, he goes, I think it's scabies and you should shave your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, so that's kind of my country on a nutshell. Got it. Okay. But see, you actually had a... But it wasn't the sweet tea. No, it wasn't the sweet tea. wasn't the sweet tea. Okay. So Jeff got a lump next to his balls, but it turned out it was like a pulled muscle that turned into like a little like a little muscle. I can't even describe it. It wasn't an ingrown hair. It was like a muscle thing. And he was for sure. He thought he was like, this is it. This is it. My nuts are going to fall off. I'm shedding my skin. And I'm the one who had to go in there and like, (laughs) look at it. You know what I mean? It was like a swollen muscle or something. It ended up getting checked out. It was totally fine. I've never, it wasn't hernia. It wasn't, No, it wasn't a hernia. It was a pulled something, but it was fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just thrust too hard. I don't know. It, <laughs> I, I'm not a hypochondriac, but I think like I've had this like ongoing science infection. You know, I've been on every fucking airplane. I've been all over the fucking world. The irony of all this is I went to fucking Asia. I was in Asia during the peak <laughs> height of COVID-19 and we left right before. And I'm like, oh, I didn't get it there, but watch me get it in my fucking own backyard. You know what I'm saying? Then I'll be pissed. I feel you. Then I'll be fucking pissed. Or you might have brought it here. You might have been patient zero. It sounds like you've had this dry cough for a while. A lot of people have asked me about, they're like, are you patient zero? I'm like, I could have been, but I felt fine when I came back. However, so you mentioned something earlier, like, I think I've already had it. So my buddy Raymond is like 99% sure he had this back in January. He's like, Heather, I got tested for the flu twice. They said it was negative. He said I had the worst dry cough. They told me I had like a bacterial pneumonia. He was in bed for like five days and he was in LA. He's like, I for sure had fucking Corona. Jeff thinks he had it back in November. So this shit could have been around for a while. And now we just (laughs) figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't have a bad cough, but I had like, uh, my, like they say that if your nose is clogged up and your sense of taste is is down and, and my eyes were all crusty and uh, I was just tired. I was lethargic. Also like me, like, like you, I fly all the time. All the time. I was on this flight with this guy. This motherfucker was coughing. Like he went to the bathroom 55 times. Yeah. I wanted to beat the living. He was sitting like right by me. Yeah. And he was coughing at the point where it's like, you could hold your cough a little right. bit or cough. Swallow. Your shirt. Swallow. Do something. Right. Because I'm about to kill you. Right. And uh, I think I might have got it from him. Who knows? But I'm on flights all the time. We were doing shows. 
in theaters for fucking doing a meet and greet, shaking people's hands. Like, you know, we're very high risk for this. And I mean, my immune system is already a Petri dish because that's it. When you're on the road, you don't sleep. You don't at no point are you like, I feel refreshed. Now, listen, you guys are sober. So I commend you because that way y'all aren't drinking and I don't party when I'm on the road. It's literally, I have like a glass of wine on stage and then I'm in bed as soon as I can get in bed. But after you do a hundred person meet and greet, you're fucking exhausted, like a zombie brain dead. And then you got to get up at 7 a.m. the next day to catch a flight to get a fucking Memphis. Like, come on. You know, your immunity's already in the fucking tank. And you tell yourself that you're fine. Mm-hmm. But then you get back to New York or whatever. and You feel like, like your soul left you your body? Did, the next day, yeah. The next day, you're just like, wait, I thought I was right. good. But that was just all dr- like adrenaline right. or whatever. So then you kind of play a fun game like, am I dying or am I just tired? Right. And that's another fun game. Just a little backstory to our listeners. Before we started the podcast, I called Andrew. I was like, Andrew, I don't know what's wrong with me. My ears have hurt. I've had like a sinus situation. So I was a little bit panicking this morning thinking I had something. And I'm exhausted, but I also think I'm exhausted from fucking being fabulous. You know what I mean? Like some days it's just the weight of the world is on my shoulders to be this cute, this good looking, this funny, this smart. You know what I mean? It's just hard. It's hard. Look, and if you do have it, you're in great company. Tom Hanks, Idris Alba, um, that other person. I mean, you're you're, it's, it's like it's a badge of honor to have it at this point. I mean, you made it if you've had Corona. Also, your fans would lose their fucking mind if you went on Instagram and go, hey, I just tested positive. Right. You'd probably get nine care packages or 10. Or I don't know, a lot no, of sweet tea, I'll tell you At that. least 13. I would get 13 care packages. <laughs> can I tell you, though, it, it's so funny. My followers, they'll always, and I can always tell when they've been fucking drinking because they'll send me messages like, girl, you're pregnant. It's always if I'm like, guys, I have brain fog. They're like, you're pregnant, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. And they just so desperately want me to be pregnant because they know the content will be so fucking fire. They're like, this bitch will complain so fucking much. She'll turn into a beach whale. She'll put on 700 pounds. She'll be so swollen. <laughs> They'll have to like cut her rings off her fingers. It's so true. They're like, you're pregnant, yeah. girl. You move back to Atlanta, girl. You you got three kids and a picket fence. Yeah. It's like, I don't have to be yeah, you. I, you know, like they want you to be that. Honestly, I looked at Jeff the other day and we always, you know, obviously thought we wanted kids. And I was like, I don't know if I want children now. Like, I just don't know if I want to bring children into this fucked up world. I agree. But like, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine about this and she's like, it's never going to be the same world. And I was like, yeah, but you know what? There was tuberculosis. Right. There was there was Spanish flu. There was way worse where way more people died. Right. And, you know, they were playing jazz right before that, thinking it was the best time in the world. Like right before the crash in 1929, it was the roaring 20s. Roaring, thought, uh, not know, mediocre world, 20s. Roaring. Roaring 20s. Roaring. And then everything came. And then they were probably like, well, I guess that's the end of it. But it's not. And I feel like that's the same thing with this. I really do. Like, I really like no joke aside. Like, I really think we're going to get through this. It's going to be a distant thought. I I agree. But I'm also on the biblical sense of like, you know, I'm a good Christian. Also like a quarter Jewish. So I did tell my mom, I said, mom, Passover's coming. Easter's coming. Buy a fucking lamb online. Full lamb. We need to slaughter it. We need to put the blood across the door. You know, I need COVID-19 to pass over my home. You know what I mean? Like, I I will say I am preparing (laughs) religiously for the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but then you're just going to get sick from the lamb. That lamb is just 
gonna get real old in your house. What are you gonna do with it? I don't you know. know. I mean, what are you gonna do with a Should lamb? I just get just a vial of lamb's blood then on the internet? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, get a little body. Yeah, I, I'd recommend okay. not getting the whole body. My mom, my <laughs> my mom carries um anointing oil in her purse. And it's just olive oil that she, you know, of course, is prayed over. So she has anointing oil. So if you were to show up with your gray balls and be like, Robin, I need you to look at this. She would easily look at your balls and anoint them with her anointing oil. Like, that's the level we're at. You know what I mean? I'm telling you. And that's uh, like they used to cut people and just bleed them out. Oh, you have you have the sniffles. How about we cut your arm and see? And then you'll just you know what I mean? Like there's been some voodoo shit. And people rely on that. That's the scary thing. Like even Steve Jobs relied on eating like freaking plums or whatever to get rid of his cancer. Like he didn't believe in medicine and then whatever. And you know what? People really rely. You know what? Your dad has missed the mark on for his cancer research. Sweet tea. Okay. Cures fucking everything. (laughs) You just pour a little sweet tea on. You broke your arm. Sweet tea. Oh yeah. You just get that sweet tea. You're going to be good. Don't even worry about a damn thing, sweetheart. I got you. (laughs) You got cancer all in your bones. Uh, sweet sweet tea. tea. You're going to be great. Even though the number one thing they say not to not to consume when you have cancer is sugar because cancer like thrives off sugar. But I would just, I go the opposite way. You know what I mean? When I hear medical advice, I go the opposite. Can I be mm-hmm. honest? Tea? That levels yeah. out right out. That levels out that yeah, sugar. You, Come on. You put tea in mm-hmm. sugar. It ain't tea. It ain't sweet. It ain't sugar no more. It's sweet tea. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I think we will. I think we'll get through this on the other end, too. I mean, I said this to my mom. I was like, Mom, we haven't had like, you know, shit like this happens every what, like hundred years, whether the world is ending or not. We haven't had like a like a situation in quite some time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. People in World War Two, there was like 100 million people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, also, I think it puts things in perspective. Like, we need to come together and not like, like, I think before Corona, people were like, you're a racist, you're a homophobe. Right. Like, there, there was a lot of like separation and, and dividing, but we cannot be divided no. right now. Like, a lot of like politics is based off division. And right now, if we are divided, I mean, I guess we kind of are because we're all quarantined, but like, we will all die. We, or like, all our fucking grandparents will die if we don't come together. So you got to look past a lot of petty right. shit, which I think is cool. Right. You know what I mean? And and you have time. Like you have time to be creative. You have time to like, remember when you were working your nine to six job and you're like, well, I don't have the time to do what I want right. to do. Well, now you don't have an excuse. Now you got nothing but time. So right? I fully hear you on that. And I think, yeah, this is it. It's like, make, take that moment to just sit down and figure out the business plan. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want to yeah, do? Yeah. You want to. What do you want to do? What do I want to do? Maybe you want to start a sweet tea company. I mean. Can, can I be honest with you? Known- a goal of mine has always been to have my own kind of like Paul Newman-esque, if you will, to have my own line of dressings. I'm a condiment whore. I love condiments. I love honey mustard. I love ranch. I love spicy ranch. I love you know, blue cheese ranch. Mostly it's just ranches and honey mustard. <laughs> My dream. I like this mm-hmm. idea. You're going to mix the yeah. two? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'll, a chunky ranch. Dude, who doesn't I'm, like chunky I'm ranch? I'm not kidding. What kind of cheese will you do? Like a blue cheese Yeah, ranch? Yeah, blue like, cheese. Do you like no, blue I, cheese? I love this idea. I love all condom. I'm a condiment yeah. boy. I am a con boy. I really am. I'm a cam boy and a yeah. con boy. That's what they yeah. tell me. I think that's a great idea. Mix them up. Mix them up. Let me hear your pitch. Yeah. I'm on Shark okay. Tank. I'm Mark Cuban. 
You come Can I be in, honest with you? I would bypass Shark Tank and go straight to HSN, QVC, because that's more my branding. You know what I mean? I don't need to ask them for money because I'm going to be whipping this shit up in my kitchen and then I just suck the dick of the guy who owns <laughs> HSN or woman. I don't know. I would imagine it's a woman. And I, that's how I get it. I will meet to myself. <laughs> now, are you making this from scratch like you did with the lamb? Yeah. Or are you going to just, or are you just taking a hidden valley uh, and just squirting two different squirts? Can I be honest with you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very controversial topic because a lot of people don't know Hidden Valley has MSG in it. And then I have a lot of friends who are chefs who are like, MSG isn't really bad for you. Uh, personally, I'm going to make mine, I'm going to try to make a, a cleaner version of Hidden Valley and way better. I don't like the consistency of Hidden Valley. I'm sorry. I said it. I said it. No, but I love this idea. I think, first of all, you have the perfect, your audience is perfect. Who doesn't this. love a mayonnaise-based or sour cream-based dip? I'm from the South. If you show up to my house for a party and you don't have some sort of you know, like spinach dip, a queso, something with a cream in it. Get the fuck out of my house. Christmas is canceled. If anyone at home right now is going, I don't get it. Uh, have you ever had Dijon A's, Exactly. Have you had Dijon A's? How much better is it than Dijon? I, I, I don't know if it's Dijon A's, but uh-huh. Dijon Wait, you've never heard of... It's oh. Dijon <laughs> Dijon. Goddamn, Andrew. <laughs> Sometimes your Florida comes out so hard. It's not Dijon A's. It's Dijon A's. It's mayonnaise. Is it mayonnaise? You don't say Dijon. You don't say Dijon mustard. You're saying it like his name's John. It's Dijon. It's okay. French. Okay. D Dijon A's. Dijon A. <laughs> okay. How do you say mayonnaise? How do you say mayonnaise? mayonnaise? Do you say mayonnaise? No, it's mayonnaise. Okay. It's got a, whatever. You know what? Shut the fuck up. You're from Florida. You're beneath me. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you know three words in French. Tops. Tops. Yeah, Tops. you're right. You're right. Je ne sais quoi Dijonais. <laughs> Je m'appelle Dijonais. Can I tell you? Dijonais. My favorite thing in the world yeah. is being on the road when you get, you order room service and you get the tiny Dijonais bottles and you dip your Dijonais. And you and you dip your fries in it. I love uh, like I would have thrived in Germany. I love a mayonnaise and a mustard mix. Oh, I love any mix them all together. Yeah. That's what fr I mean. I th someone told me that's what fr Russian dressing was. I was like, really? Or French dressing? Oh no, that is. It's just ketchup, mayonnaise, and mustard. I mean, people have been on the way you're talking about, but I don't think anyone's done the blue cheese ranch. Yeah. I've never heard of blue ranch, Blanche. Now, if you order Blanche wings, Aids, do you get, like I get both dressings or some people are like, no, I, I only get blue cheese. No, I'll get blue cheese. I'll get ranch. I'll get, I'll get anything they could give me. <laughs> give me, when I go to Chick-fil-A, yeah. when I go to Chick-fil-A, I'll ask for just the sauces and yeah. leave. I won't <laughs> even get the chicken. That's how much I love. I'm not kidding. Like, no bullshit. I'll put seven sauces. Yeah. Give me all seven. I'll line them up and I'll dip them all together and it'll be a fucking field. Day. That's exactly the way I am. And, you know, another thing, positive thing to shout out to your home state of Florida. They actually are selling the Chick-fil-A. They're testing them out. The, the full bottles in the grocery stores, like in Publix's down there. Oh yeah, you can God. get Polynesian, Chick-fil-A sauce, and I think it might be their ranch. I don't know. But I'm like, why the fuck are they testing it out in Florida and not in Georgia? Chick-fil-A was founded here in Georgia. Like, why the fuck are we doing this in Florida? Because I don't think they'll care if people die in right, Florida. Right, right, Because no one really cares about Florida. <laughs> so it's like a bunch of rats right. down there, which I'm, me included, I'm, I'm a Florida rat till yeah. I die. Um, so they just, 
they test a lot of things on us down there, you know? That's why we got a lot of nuclear plants down there. If they blow up, it's just Florida. I don't you know? have any tattoos, but I literally, my love for being back in Georgia, I feel like I kind of want an Atlanta tattoo. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know why. I have yeah, no dude. ink. I just feel like I want like a peach or something that'll, you know, eventually like a Georgia peach that'll eventually just morph into <laughs> to like a, just an eczema splotch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but that'll be a Georgia eczema. That's right. You know? Hi, guess what? It's it's not anyway. Yankee eczema. It's Georgia eczema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you could dip some of that uh, Chick-fil-A sauce exactly. on there. Exactly. You know? Lick, Lick it, it up. up. No, I think that's a great idea. There's no age. Like I got two tattoos. I got puddles on my arm, which is my podcast, right. and I got jackpot on my other arm because me and Nikki Glazer say it all the time. So I literally had, I'm 39, I'm Jewish, I'm not supposed to get tattoos as a Jewish right. man. My mom goes, you, you can't get tattoos with your arms like that. <laughs> you, know, you can't, or not with your arm, you can't get tattoos and be buried in a Jewish cemetery. I was like, mom, you have permanent right. eyeliner. Same thing, bitch. Same thing. Hypocritical. Yeah motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you say. She goes, well, that's cosmetic. I go, I'm trying to get fucked with this. That's cosmetic, mom. mom. Also, my mom said the same thing. A skull? Yeah. My mom said the same thing. She's like, if you ever get ink on your body, one, you'll never get an inheritance. I'm like, I don't, you probably already spent it, mom. And she said, two, (laughs) you can't be buried next to me. I'm like, okay, well, that seems a little elitist. Also, I'm not cool enough to pull off ink. I'm just not. Plain and simple. That's not true. That's not true. You are way cooler than a lot of, there's a lot of people with ink. I mean, really? Come on. Yeah. Let's look at that statement. Let's think about how many girls out there who are accountants with tramp stamps. Do they, are they cool enough? Probably not. Honestly. They were for a week during spring break and death. Okay, let's talk about that. You know? Hold on. Let's back up because you can either defend Florida right now. I'm really just throwing a lot of Florida facts at you. What did you think about all these fucking people during the peak of Corona just partying in fucking Florida? Clearwater was just on fire. I mean, have you ever been on a mechanical bull on Molly with a Delta Gamma sitting on your face? I mean, you know, it's hard to be mad. One, I, I don't said, think we needed to bring my personal sorority into this. We were classier <laughs> than that. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and two, we used to party I mean, in Destin. Look, party in Destin, specifically Destin. Oh, God. We got kicked out of yep. Destin. Our whole fraternity. Yeah, fuck yeah, we did too. The, the, the cops drove us to the county line. They go, keep going. Keep going. There's no sweet tea here uh-huh. for you anymore. And I was like, yeah, we got really fucked up. But I woke um, up in a car. Question, I woke up in somebody's yeah. Honda outside of a condo <laughs> in Destin. And we were staying in Seaside. You know, we were in the like the richer area in Seaside. Hell, Hell yeah, yeah. Gucci. Yeah. That's what's up. And <laughs> I just remember somebody knocking on the window being like, ma'am, are you, can you breathe in there? And I had to like call my friends. I was in like a Hollister skirt, Abercrombie top. And I had to call my friends and be like, can somebody get me? And they're like, where are you? This is before you could like drop a pin. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm outside yeah. like the Blue Ridge condominium and my vagina doesn't hurt. So I think I'm okay. You know what I mean? I just think I fell asleep in the back yeah. of a Honda. I mean, as long as you have a flare gun, you'd be fine. You know, you shoot that flare. Right. Your friends are going to see the flare. Right. You'll be fine. You pick up and get a little flare. flare. I've woke up so many times in cars that are literally like 120 <laughs> degrees. Like I should have been dead. I should have. One time I woke up. I swear to God. I had. I, so I made a lot of money. Like one time right. I bought a Mercedes and these windows were tinted. So dark. Like so dark where I'm sleeping in this Mercedes. Yeah. And I wake up because I hear someone by my car. Right. It's a cop. Yeah. 
and it's in the morning, the next morning. So I'm like sober at this point. I, yeah. I think I rolled down the window. I go, hey, officer. And he goes, whoa, whoa. He didn't know I was in there because the windows were so, so you, you said hi to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't You're know. I'm idiot. so out of it. Yeah, I know. I should have just kept going to sleep, yeah. you know. And I think I was across the street from police station. Like, I don't know. There were a lot of, you know, the roaring, roaring 20s. 20s. Those roaring 20s. But yeah, dude, I don't know. I, so what do I think about? I think they're. I, I I think when the weather is nice, you don't think you can die from anything, the flu right. or anything. So I think there's like a misconception like, oh, it's 80 degrees and sun or 78 degrees and sunny. I'm not, I'm not going to get anything. We're not I'm not going to get scabies. I will yeah. say, though, after going back to New York where it was cold and stuff, I, I said, uh, Jeff and I got in the biggest fight about this because I said, I'm going to be a, a snowbird from now on. He's like, Heather, we can't be snowbirds. We're only in our 30s. I was like, honey, a snowbird doesn't have to be somebody who's like on the verge of death. It didn't have to be a retiree. A snowbird <laughs> is anybody who migrates to the fucking south where it's warm. Like, so I yeah. told my agents, I was like, listen, if I still got a career in two months, January and February, I will be in the Bahamas. I'll be in fucking Miami. I hate Miami, but oh, I will yeah. be in Florida. I will not be doing this winter thing anymore. I'm not, I'm setting myself up for success next year for the next pandemic. Your girl's going to be on a, on a beach somewhere writing a book or some shit. You know, why are you in New York anyways? Let's name three. Let's go through the pros and cons. We could go through. Okay, let's quick. go. Pros. Yeah. Pros, none. <laughs> if I was in your position, I would be fucking living in fucking, I don't even know where, like Miami or somewhere tropical. You know what Brian Regan does? I mean, it's not the best place, but he lives in Vegas. Yeah. Like you get to a point in your career where, and with social media and with your, with your podcast, you could do it from anywhere. Right. You can still travel. You, I mean, Atlanta has a uh, Delta, like you can fly anywhere just as easy. As well, New I said York. I'd only live in places that have a Delta hub. And I, in my life, I've only lived, well, Mississippi didn't have a Delta hub, but actually Delta started in Mississippi. So that's a whole nother thing. I've lived in Atlanta, LA and New York and Mississippi, all four places, Delta places. So as long as I live somewhere that Delta flies in and out of consistently, I'm good. Like that's my only requirement. <laughs> that's how fucking brand loyal I am. I don't even, I don't even. <laughs> know where to start are they paying you because that's the most absurd no they're not paying I've me heard, they're not no. paying me you know my grandfather was chief pilot for delta for like 50 years he saved a flight i want you to google flight 1080 and captain jack mcmahon after this and the wall street journal article and then call me and tell me what a fucking hero my family is goodbye thank you first of all no one's coming <laughs> after him no one's not once did i say i felt that i don't believe this story i, don't know, I felt your, your I judgment I would never judge you, first of all, but I am judging a okay. little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's literally 15 different airlines. Okay. A therapist would say, maybe they're no, there's a hundred different airlines. I don't know how many airlines there are. There's a lot of airlines. Okay. But you have to realize why are you growing up? My grandfather was like, I know the engineers who fix the planes for like Continental, which I guess then was either US Air or American. He's like, you're not allowed to fly those. So, like, I just know the things that I know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to put everybody else down. I just know what I know, Andrew. I know what you know, but you you know more now. Yeah, okay. You you know how many flights have crashed. We could go through the flights. You ready? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what did your grandpa do? What was going on with the flight? Did he sully it? Did he land in like the Mississippi? He was sully before there was sully. So what happened was he took off in San Diego and... That basically the pitch broke on the flight. So basically it just kept going up and up and they couldn't level it out. 
So he thought he was going to have to ditch it into the Pacific Ocean. He, so he went up towards LA and at the black, I mean, I had the black box recording all this stuff and he ended up landing in. There's so many details to the story. I'll let people read it. Just Google. I think it's flight 1080. Yeah. But he, the black box recording is so creepy because he's like, I think that there was like 130 souls on board. So he's like, I need an ambulance for 130 souls. Cause he's like, we're going to land this and we're going to see what happens. And the crazy thing is when they landed it, nobody in the flight really truly knew what a fucking emergency it was. So this guy, as this guy's getting off, he goes, God damn it. I missed my connection. And like yelled at my granddad. He's like, thanks a lot, asshole. I missed my connection. And my granddad was like, you have no fucking idea what just <laughs> happened. You piece of shit. Yeah. That's insane. So imagine that. Imagine the flight. Everyone's always worried about it going yeah, down. Yeah, it's going up. It just keeps going yes. up. Oh, my God. That'd be so much scarier. So much scarier. But I'd always, I, you know, I always wanted to be an astronaut for even a right? second. You know? I mean, eventually. Dude, I love how you how we called them souls. Yeah. That's so much fucking darker. Yeah. Dude, just I got 130 souls. I mean, you're already calling them dead at exactly. that point. You know but what that's, I mean? I mean, that's pilot talk. And then my dad was a pilot. So I just grew up around these like aviators. I don't know. You know what's weird? Do you get scared during turbulence? Are you a nervous flyer? I did for a long time, but I've flown so much this right. year that it's definitely gone down a lot. Like I, I've been through such bad right. turbulence that I know I could compare them. You know, like when you have a hangover mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, that's not as bad as the hangover of. Right, 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 right. So I could kind of compare. Oh, four turbulences. Oh, four fucked Dude, me oh, up. That's when I woke up in the mm -hmm. Mercedes <laughs> with the tinted yeah, yeah, windows, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So turbulence, like I, I kind of like. I trick my mind. It's kind of like when you're okay. Have you ever watched like a scary movie and you start rooting for the bad guy? Like if you rooted for Freddy Krueger, it changes the whole right. movie. So if you go turbulence is fun, it's like a roller coaster right. or it's like, I can have fun with this. Whoa, this isn't a boring flight anymore. It can kind of change your thought pattern and help you. Also flights, turbulence to an airplane is like a speed bump is what they well, say. And that's know? the thing. So I, Jeff was always a nervous flyer and my dad took him flying in his Cessna, which is like a small twin engine airplane. And I think I grew up flying in such small airplanes that to me, bumping through the clouds is super fun because I, you know, but it's different when you're in the front. It wasn't until my dad died that I actually started to get anxious about turbulence. And then in my mind, I'm also like, okay, my grandfather's cheap pilot for Delta Safety Airplane. My dad is dead. Like I've got two guardian angels who are flying this airplane. But I do realize sometimes, and I know I'm a little religious, so like I, I you know, I'm spiritual. I make these things up in my head. But I, when we were flying back from Asia, we had such bad turbulence. And I was like, this is my dad being like, what the fuck were you doing in Asia, bitch? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I always think that now when it's bad turbulence, I think I just got, I never had anxiety until after my dad passed. So now I'm just like, okay, the way I ration, I'm like, oh, my dad's being like, what's up, bitch? Oh, you thought you were going to relax on this yeah. flight? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not how that works. I mean, I love that. Like, I do think it's a beautiful thing. I'm not, I'm not making fun of like that. Your dad has that much right. power. Like, like, right. like, like, and he's, and he's so strong that he's like, let me move around this airplane for a little bit. Right. You know? Oh like, shit. I dropped but, you. So my little brother was really afraid of flying. So he was like 12 and I was like 18. Right. And we get on this flight. It's me, my mom, and my little brother. And we're in the way back of the flight. And my little brother's going nuts. Like, he's, like, throwing punches. He's, like, stronger. He had, like, superhuman strength. You know when, like, people can lift yeah. cars? That's what he was like. On the and, flight. Like, I was trying to hold him down on the flight in the literally the very back row, which is probably the best row to be in when you're throwing a fit. Right. So... You know, my mom can't really help. You know, she's on, you know, Xanax with a couple glasses of wine. Mm -hmm. So I was like, give him like nine of your Xanax. She's like, well, these are my last. Right, ones, right, you know? right. So then, uh, so, so then he's freaking out. He's crying. We finally take off. 
and we're getting to cruising altitude and he's calmed down a little bit. He just cried himself tired. The pilot walks all the way back to the back of the plane and he goes to Sam. He goes, hey, hey, son, and my little brother's looking down. He goes, hey, I just want to let you know we're going to get there and you're going to be safe. Mm -hmm. You got my word, man. And my little brother looks up and he goes, who's flying the plane? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Great question. (laughs) My little brother's just imagining an empty (laughs) steering wheel. Just (laughs) Just fucking geeking out. He's like, you motherfucker. How dare you? Dude, I got on a flight recently. You want to know a really funny story? I got on a flight. The pilot was 23 years old. I'm not even kidding. He was actually he looked like he was 15. I'm not. Okay. He looked like he couldn't rent a car at the airport. He looked like he couldn't rent a tricycle at the airport. So I take a video, you know, when you get on there and he's in the cockpit, I take a video of him and I go, not too reassuring, right? I put it on my Insta story. I don't think I'm famous. I don't think, I have like 28,000 followers. That's a lot when I say it out loud, but I don't think I have any reach. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I'm still like, I don't think I'm a You're like, I've got three people looking at these stories. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So I post it. I don't even say that it's Delta. You know, I don't say what airline it was. It was Delta. And uh, and so I, I wake up in the morning. It was Delta, Jim McMahon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wake up uh, 1080, a flight 1080, <laughs> sweet tea. I wake up in the morning to a message. I should fucking read it. So he just goes, hey, that's me in the airplane. What's not reassuring? Maybe next time don't get on then. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah. From the so pilot, now he's threatened you. I should you. read it directly. Let me get it. Like, cause it is so good. It's so ridiculous. Did you uh, respond? Shit. Just so you guys know, Andrew has paused me on FaceTime and he is now looking through his Instagrams. Cause that's how exciting this episode's gonna be. Okay, here okay. it is. First of all, this has been a great episode. No, it has and been a great episode. One. Okay, here it is. He goes, Hey, that's me. What's so not reassuring? Next time, don't get on then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't write back because I'm sleeping, you know, till 4 p.m. And he goes, just because I'm younger and more successful at my chosen career doesn't doesn't mean you need to hate. Okay, is he writing this while flying? Yes, because one hundred percent. There's probably some turbulence. <laughs> hey, put it on autopilot real quick. Sorry about the turbulence, but I got to. I got to clap back. back to these haters. Yeah. So, so then I don't write back to that. I'm still sleeping. He writes again, and he goes, "So what? What? This is exactly what he writes. He goes, "So what? What?" Do not reassuring about me flying that plane from Detroit to LaGuardia. So I finally write back. I go, the way, way (laughs) you're reacting to an obvious slight jab like a child just reaffirms maybe you're too young to fly a big boy plane. It's a great response. And then we had like a heart to heart. He actually listens to my podcast. (laughs) Like, I don't want to read right. that as much. It's not as funny because then it's just like, I understand. I'm just afraid of flying. Like, I made him. Right, right, right. But yeah. Yeah, it was so. Here's the thing, though. Too. I can tell you why he's so young. Because aviation, like pilots, there's a need for pilots in America. Like, I've been recruited a hundred times. So many of my dad's friends have been like, do you want to get your pilot's license? And I, when I have some extra time, I will get my pilot's license to like honor my grandfather and my dad. But I don't want to fly commercially, you know. But there, literally, there's a shortage of pilots. It's a dying breed. You know what it is? You know why? why? Because n- no one gives a shit about them. They treat them yeah. like like yeah. Uh, they're cab drivers. Yeah. 
back in the day, you put on those wings. Remember Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and Catch Me If You Can? You should, like, it was sexy. You should like, see the photos. Who wanted to fuck the of pilot. My grandfather, my grandmother was one of the flight attendants for Delta. You should see the photos. Like, my grandfather looked like fucking Hugh Hefner. People, he was revered. I mean, I still say his name at Delta and they're like, holy shit. I mean, it was like, it's a vibe. It was sexy. You were traveling. This is when travel was luxury. You know, you were getting, you're yeah. going A to B, but you were still, it was a lap of luxury. My parents met working for Eastern Airlines because the nepotism clause, they, my dad couldn't get hired at Delta, but they met working at Eastern. My mom's like, I would fly to Germany on a Friday night just to have the steak. Your father and I would get on a flight, fly to Germany, have dinner. Our friends would be working the flight and then we'd fly back the next morning. Like it was no big deal. I'm like, could you fucking imagine yeah. doing that now? No. No. Well, you could smoke on flights back True. then, you know? True. <laughs> Life was good. Life was good. Yeah. I mean, back then pilots were, you know, you know what it is, is people take it for granted too right. much. So I think we should have like a few more crashes and then you'll start wanting to have sex with the pilots again. Like it's not, it, they're not bad boy enough. It's like back in the day, like the Wrigley brother or the Wrigley brother. What, what were the, the Wright brothers? Men? No, no. The Wright brothers. The Wrigley brothers started a gum company and then the Ringling brothers started a circus. You dumb piece of shit. Ringling A's? Yeah. The Wright brothers were sexy as fuck. There was like risk. People were like, you know what I mean? And then even another 50 years after that. So I'm just saying like, can I pilots? If you see a pilot, blow a blow pilot. pilot you know? Honestly, blow a pilot. see a pilot. It's like blow a pilot. Save a yeah, cowboy. It's like, yeah. You know, take a drink, send a drink. This thing that they've been doing on Instagram during the quarantine. It's like do a push up, send a push up. You know, see a pilot, blow a pilot. That's what it is. <laughs> Dude, pilots. If you don't want a 24 year old pilot flying who can't even reach the mm -hmm. pedals. Blow a pilot and you'll get a lot of sullies. You'll get more sullies out there. Oh, that's what I also, want. Also, I just, I, I will say when we were flying out of New York, there was like 30 people on our flight and the captain came out and he was like, had this whole speech. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, we just want to say during this time, I got you. Like literally it was like an emotional moving speech. Yeah. And he looked me dead in my eyes and I like had one tear going down my eyes. I was like, Jeff, we're getting out of New York. We're going to be okay. Like I had that full on mental breakdown moment. And the pilot. Dude, pilot. Yeah, it, they can do that, dude. They got that soothing. Yeah. Voice. And I like when a pilot goes, hey, for the next 10 minutes, we're going to have turbulence. Turbulence. Like I like them to tell me because then it gives me an end yeah. date. And I know that they're on top of it. There's nothing worse than a pilot that just like fucking stays <laughs> quiet because he's like, why is he quiet? <laughs> And you're like, why is he? Saying you just imagine him like <laughs> chain smoking in the front with the, the death grip on the throttle, reading the yeah. Bible. Like, yep, this is yeah, it. Yeah. You know, uh huh. Yeah, sweet tea, sweet tea, though. Okay, so what do you, do you have any goals during the quarantine? And then I'll let you get out of here. This was one. I love talking. I love to talking you. to you. I'm not just saying that. I really do. Like, it's been too long. We don't hang out enough because I'm never in New and York. Like, and I, then when I'm in New York, you're not in New York, and vice versa. Yeah, but this is nice that we are able to do this. Like, honestly, the one thing I want out of this is like, I do, I really do value my friendships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Try to like be a little bit more present after all this. And I know that sounds cheesy, but like when you're with your friend, maybe you're with your friend right. and not on your phone because you couldn't be with your friends right. anymore. So hopefully it does that. It, it allows that. people to want to be together. Well, listen, you know? I've had to tell myself to slow the fuck down, to take a second, to take, you know, some oil of oregano and some nose spray and like, like figure out my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 
I feel yeah. like in the last year, I have had this enormous guilt where I can't say no to anything because I'm like, okay, shit's popping. I got to keep going while it's popping. But then I was like, if I'm dead, what good am I to anybody? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so true. I mean, yeah, I think it really ch- shows how much you were just running, dude. I, yeah. You can't just run. You can't. No, so- You'll fucking burn out, dude. And you won't even know when you're burning right. out. So what's on the agenda next? Are you guys, did you guys have to cancel shows or what's happening? Yeah, our whole tour is canceled. I had a theater tour. Literally, I reached the pinnacle right. of like, not the pinnacle, but, you know, I was a dog walker for seven right. years. I finally became a, a working comedian. Then I got a TV writing job on an e-show. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I was making a lot of money, like more money than I ever could imagine doing comedy. Like, I was literally like never happier. Right. You know, and then this shit happened. So, you know, but yeah, so all of it's postponed. The show's postponed. When are you guys uh, going to go back on, you know, but back on the road? Honestly, I don't know. It all depends. I mean, I think it's still all up in the... I know we rescheduled for like October and maybe earlier than that. But uh, yeah. We're I was supposed to start the, uh, in like a week. And so we had to reschedule all the April and May dates. So now I'm going to tour all of June, July and August, I think. Which is great. Whatever. Fine. Great. I just want to work. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I mean, if we're getting go- if we're getting going by June, that'll be a fucking that'll be yeah. great. I'm supposed to get married, Andrew. Nice. I'm supposed to get married in Italy in September. Hilarious. Yeah. Rates will be rates low. will be low. I told everyone I was like, book your ticket now. You know what I mean? Book it now, <laughs> like right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus. You're gonna have to put it on yourself. Yeah. But oh, for sure. Know, the venue will be there if it is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Jesus. I know. I'm trying to find like the uh, silver lining. I'm like, it's all going to be okay. It's, we're going to be great. We're going to be fine. I just have a science infection. I don't have the COVID-19. We're going to be great. Everything's great. This is just a time for us to reflect, to reconnect with friends, to call your buddy and be like, hey, buddy, how are you? And I'm sorry. I got to apologize. I'm an asshole. I didn't check in on you because I just feel like you're such a warrior, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, you have a lot of listeners. And if you aren't like taking this seriously because you live like somewhere where there's maybe one or two cases right. it'll be yeah. there i know it seems like oh it won't come to freaking nebraska or it won't come like my buddy's in kansas right now in wichita and he's like we've had one case like we haven't had one case like people are still it's like it right. will it will do you be know there. anybody who you has it at, like yeah a good amount of people yeah. i really and how's do. everybody how's and, everyone uh, doing they're all, okay, dead. Great. they're all dead no 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 they're good they're good the nice thing is is Anyone that I know that have gotten it has recovered right. from it. And we could have already and, had uh, it. We don't know at this point. Yeah. So just take it seriously. I mean, just fucking think about your grandparents. Think about, like, my mom is literally on oxygen. Right. You know? Like, if she got it, she'd be dead in a second. You know what I mean? 13 minutes. So it's like, think about people like that, you know? And anyone that's like, oh, well, maybe they should die so the stock market can be better. Go fuck yourself. Who the fuck How said that? that? I'm not even kidding. Like Fox News, not just I'm I'm saying right. like, oh, fuck Republican. No, but just, I'm saying like these guys have literally said, well, maybe for our child's sake, for the economy doesn't crash, I should be able, I might have to die. I'm like, dude, no, fucking no. no. You know what? That's no. an absolutely not. This is a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> absolutely not to being a horse's ass, a jackass. Take care of each other. Call a friend that you haven't talked to in a while. Check in on them. And Andrew, I love you. I mean it. I always love giggling with you. And y'all remember, at the end of the day, if you feel a tickle in your throat, just drink some sweet tea and you're going to be A-OK. <laughs> Andrew, where can everybody find you? 
Just go to sweettea.com. Yeah, sweettea.net. Or sweettea.edu <laughs> or sweettea.net. Yep, or sweettea.org. Yeah. I got all the sweets. Yep. All the yep, 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 yep. Go to Andrew T. Colin on Instagram. I'm literally putting up so much content because I'm so fucking bored. And then uh, listen to my podcast, Puddles, uh, with Andrew Colin. Heather did it. She was incredible on it. That's pretty much it. And sweet tea. He's cute. He's single. I put him up on my Instagram before ladies slide in those DMS. I mean, if you've seen love is blind on Netflix, this is the time to just slide into those DMS. (laughs) Andrew, I love you. Thank you for coming on. You're the best love and light. I love you. 